Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring the King Sisters, a complete episode of The Shadow, excerpts from some of radio's favorite mystery shows, including Inner Sanctum, Gangbusters, and The Whistler, plus a sequence with Stan Freeberg. Once again, here's the famous singing group, the King Sisters. They call it that Jersey bounce, a rhythm that really counts. The temperature always mounts. Whenever they play the funny rhythm they play, it started on Journal Square. Somebody heard it there They put it right on the air And now you hear it everywhere Uptown gave a new list Downtown added some tricks No town makes it sound the same That's where it came from So if you don't feel so hot out to some joysy spot Whether your hip or not The Jersey bounce will make you sweet Hey! The Jersey bounce will make you swing. Of all of the mystery adventure shows on the air, these three, I believe, were the most popular. The Whistler, Gangbusters, and Inner Sanctum. And here now, from Inner Sanctum, is the man with the squeaking door, Raymond, your host.
There now. We've closed the door to the inner sanctum for another week. It's time to go. But spread the news to all arch criminals that we shall ride again in their pursuit next week. This is no laughing matter for them, my friend, so take your tongue out of your cheek. That's better. <laughs> Busters. Calling the police, calling the G-men, calling all Americans to war on the underworld. Gangbusters, the only national program to bring you authentic police case histories. Gangbusters, presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States. Gangbusters in America's crusade against crime. many things for I walk by night. I know many strange tales hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. Another of the early mystery programs to take radio by storm was The Shadow, Lamont Cranston. Lamont could make himself invisible, and he would cloud men's minds so they could not see him as he fought crime and criminals for almost two decades. The Shadow also had one gimmick which the other programs didn't have. While the Lone Ranger had Tonto, and Red Rider had Little Beaver, Amos had Andy, and Batman had Robin, Lamont Cranston had, as his constant companion, Margot Lane. <laughs> he had the right idea, huh? I wonder what happened when he made himself invisible. Oh, well. Here now is one of the original Shadow episodes from 1942. Oh, no. What evil lurks in the hearts of men? The Shadow knows. <laughs> the Shadow, Lamont Cranston, a man of wealth, a student of science, and a master of other people's minds, 
devotes his life to righting wrongs, protecting the innocent, and punishing the guilty. Cranston is known to the underworld as the shadow. Never seen, only heard, his true identity is known only to his constant friend and aide, Margot Lane. Today's story, Death Stalks the Shadow. Mally's in the end cell, Mr. Murdoch. Just talk to him through the bars. You're the last visitor you'll see. End cell, right. Hello, Mally. Huh? It's me, kid. Peter Murdoch. Murdoch. Gee, I thought you'd never get here. Come on, pull yourself together, Mally. Uh, it's easy enough for you to talk. You ain't been sitting here waiting. Every day the chair getting closer. Now, Mally. You're testing the current. Listen. Hear that big dynamo turnover? Coming. They're testing it for me. For me. Shut up. Murdoch. You see the governor? Yeah, I saw him, yes. Well? Oh, say something. There won't be any reprieve, kid. We're licked. We're licked? That's funny, Murdoch. You ain't in here. You ain't gonna sit in that chair. I didn't kill anybody, Melly. Why, you dirty double-crossing rat. Who planned that killing? Who promised I'd never even do time for it? You did. Well, I didn't figure on the shadow, Melly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. The shadow. He caught me. He didn't know I was only doing your dirty work for you. I should have told yeah, him. Yeah, but you didn't. I trusted you. Peter Murdoch, the great lawyer. You said you'd get me off. I can't win all my cases. You didn't even try. Oh, me to the wolves. So the shadow wouldn't learn the truth about you. Well, it worked, didn't it? Yeah. If I could get through these bars, I'd fix you, Murdoch. Anyhow, I can tell the truth about you. I'll sing so loud. Sing your head off. My reputation is too good. Nobody will believe you. The shadow might believe me, Murdoch. Suppose I told the shadow who turned Dan Malley from a decent kid into a killer. Stop dreaming, Malley. This is the death house. Tonight, you're walking right through that door down there, and you're not coming back. Why, you... Oh, you'd better forget all about the shadow. So long, Mally. Come back here! Come back here! So long, sucker. Hey, Mally. Mally, any news for you? Yeah. Bad news. Gee, tough luck, kid. Yeah, but I ain't through yet. Before they burn me, there's something I gotta do. God! Hey, God! Where's that tin cup? God! Pipe down, you guys! Pipe down! What's the matter, Mally? I want to talk to Commissioner West. I gotta see him right away. What for? He's gotta locate somebody for me. Somebody I want to talk to. Well, don't stand there! Get me Commissioner Weston! <laughs> How did you happen to choose this cafe, Lamont? Well, Margot, this is a place Commissioner Weston showed me, and I, I had hopes the gaiety might stop my thinking. What's bothering you? Today is the 12th, Margot. Young Dan Malley goes to the chair tonight, thanks to the shadow. But Lamont, surely you don't regret the shadows having captured that murderer for the police? No, not exactly. Malley fired the shot all right, but I've never felt the case was completely solved. I... Oh, well, let's forget that. Oh, Lamont, look, when that waiter started for the kitchen, the door opened without his touching it. Yes, works by photoelectric ray. Oh, what's that? Look each side of the door, Margot. See those chromium fixtures sticking out of the floor? Lights hidden at the top of them? Yes. There's a beam of light between those two bulbs. When anyone approaches the door, his body breaks that ray. 
And whenever the ray is broken, the door opens without touching oh, how it. How clever. Yes, and convenient. But, Margot, I have sometimes thought it might even prove dangerous to a certain friend of yours. Whom do you mean? The shadow. But I don't understand. The shadow can hide himself from the human eye, Margot. But he has a physical being. And the photoelectric beam could detect his presence. Hush, Lamont. Here comes Commissioner Weston now. Oh, I see. Well, good evening, Commissioner. Preston, how are you? And you, Miss Lane? Very well, Commissioner Weston. Won't you join us? Thanks, but I think not. I'm rather upset tonight. Well, what's the matter, Commissioner? Well, Miss Lane, have you ever heard of the shadow? The, the shadow? Oh, yeah. Yes, Margot. You've heard the absurd stories about his great deeds, huh? <laughs> All poppycock, of course. I'd give anything to contact the shadow right this minute. But why? A boy named Dan Malley goes to the electric chair tonight with vital information. The only person he'll talk to is the shadow. It's because I don't know how to find the shadow, I'm beaten. Well, I won't find him here. So if you'll forgive me, I'll run along. Good night. Good night, Commissioner Weston. Good night. Margot, my hunch about Danny's case must be right. Waiter. Yes, sir. Waiter, here's money for my bill. Uh, never mind the change. Thank you, sir. Come, Margot, quick. I'm going to the death house now. As the shadow. Why doesn't he come? Why doesn't he come? Were you waiting for me, Dan Malley? Who's that? Who spoke? The shadow. The shadow? There isn't much time, Malley. They're coming after you to take you to the chair. Speak quickly. What have you to say? Plenty. I can't save you, you know. You killed a man, Malley. Yeah, I know. But it wasn't my idea, Shadow. Honest, it wasn't. There was no evidence against anyone else. Yeah, don't I know it. He's too clever for that. Who is too clever? The bird that got me into this. The smart fellow that saw the dumb kid on crime being a good business. His name? Peter Murdoch. Do you know what you're saying, Dan? Murdoch's a famous criminal lawyer. His reputation... His reps are blind. Listen, Pete Murdoch's the biggest crook in this section. He's got a piece of everything. But right now he's planning a slum fire that'll kill thousands. And that I'm a million from insurance companies. You're telling the truth? A man doesn't lie when he's only got a few minutes to live, Mr. Shadow. The job's going to be pulled late this week. I'll investigate it then. If it's true, Peter Murdoch will pay for his crimes. But how can I get proof? That's easy. Now listen. There's a friend of mine named Dopey Jake, down by the wards, number 5 South Street. Jake knows enough about Murdoch's latest plan to prove what I said. I'll see him. Yeah, listen. If you can get to the filing cabinet in Murdoch's house, there's records and things enough to finish him. The shadow promises justice, Dan Malley. That's all I want. They're coming, Dan. Okay. I can take it. Thanks, Shadow. Thanks for coming. Well, Dan, it's time. Yeah. I know, Warden. Unlock the door, Gus. Night, Warden. Well, here goes. Take his arms, Gus. Very kid. I ain't scared. I ain't. Not as scared as Murdoch will be. Wait till the shadow gets him. All right, men. Forward. Shadow. Yeah, don't be Jake. They'll fix him. Goodbye, Mally. Come on, kid. Keep your chin up. So long, Mally. Then the other prisoners are saying goodbye. So long, boys. We'll be seeing you, Mally. Murdoch. Jake. The shadow. <laughs> the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. 
the shadow knows. <laughs> With programs like that, the shadow will never be forgotten. You know, comedian Stan Freeberg became popular on the Time for Beanie television show in the 50s when he did the voice of Cecil the Seasick Sea Serpent, plus his TV guest appearances, radio shows, and recordings. Here now is Stan Freeberg from, from one of his programs discussing old radio shows. And now we'd like to... Uh... Mr. Freeberg? Yes, uh, who, who are you? I'm Marianne Feemstra. I'm 10 years old. I've been sitting in the audience. Uh, yes. I've been thinking over what you said about how you're doing this because there aren't any more radio programs. Uh, yes. Mr. Freeberg, uh, what's a radio program? <laughs> well, when you listen to the radio in the morning, what, what do you hear? Disc jockeys and news, or sometimes news and disc jockeys. Uh, Is it possible to hear something else? It was back in the 1940s, yes. Back in the olden days? Uh, yes, so there were what we call radio programs, like what we're doing here with actors and live musicians and sound effects men and guest stars. Oh, you mean like a television program when the picture tube blows out. Uh, something like that, yes. Uh, what did you look at? You didn't look at anything. You just listened. Boy, talk about your radical ideas. <laughs> uh, look, dear, you're just too young to remember, I guess. I'll have someone from the audience explain it. Uh, anybody here remember radio? Uh, anybody? <laughs> anybody at all? I do. Oh, good. Good, here's a lady. Here's a lady. Come right up here, madam. Watch your step, dear. Yeah. You, you, you do remember radio programs, do you? Oh, yes, yes, I remember them. Uh -huh. <laughs> you, uh, you used to listen to them, did you? I did as a girl, yes, my goodness, yes. Well, uh, for the benefit of uh, this young lady, uh, could you tell us uh, what it was like? Well, it was, um, no, dear, I'm trying to remember. Just take your time. Well... If my memory serves me correct, we'd hurry to get the dishes done and we'd all sit around the living room listening to the, uh, uh, um, Radio. Radio, that's it. Oh, <laughs> uh, pardon me, uh, what did you look at while the radio was on? Oh, we looked at each other, kind of stared off into space while Inner Sanctum was on, the whistler... The shadow. Huh? The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Do you know who said that? Who? Lamont Cranston, that's who. Compared to him, my dear, James Bond is a fink. <laughs> but I still don't know what you used for pictures. You used your imagination. Your what? Look, you could do things on radio, see, that you couldn't possibly do on television. Uh, my sound effects man and I will give you a demonstration right now. Okay. Okay, people. Now, uh, when I give you the cue, I want the 500-foot mountain of whipped cream to be shoved into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will appear overhead towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry... <laughs> which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue them out. Cue the Air Force. Cue the Maraschino Cherry. Okay, 25,000 cheering extras. 
Now, you want to try that on television? I see what you mean. You see, radio was a very special medium because it stretched the imagination. But doesn't television stretch the imagination? Up to 21 inches, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Freeberg. Yes? What did they do with all those radio people? Did they go into a rest home? No, they went into television, and after about 26 weeks, they went into a rest home. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. up another edition from the golden days of radio. With this program, we begin another year of broadcast. During the past programs, we've presented some of the most famous personalities of all time, including John Barrymore and Eddie Cantor, Babe Ruth, Johnny Vandermeer and Lou Gehrig, Judy Garland, Fibber McGee and Molly, Frank Sinatra and Bob Hope. There was Jimmy Durante, George Burns and Gracie Allen and Maurice Chevalier, plus many of the most famous news events of this century. You know, the American servicemen in all corners of the earth have always been supplied with the best in stateside entertainment, from the USO shows of Bob Hope and Martha Ray to the 24-hour service of the American Forces Network and the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. I'm proud to be part of this worldwide or organization and gratified in the knowledge that more than 250 million listeners around the world have made this one of the most popular programs on the Armed Forces Radio Service. I shall try to continue to deserve this honor. You know, in the final analysis, you listeners are the most important. Radio itself can't talk. It's up to each one of us, listener and broadcaster, to, to make the demands and fulfill the demands. So just keep your requests coming by letter, postcard, or just drop a note in a bottle and put it overboard. We'll get it somehow and shoot your request right back. If you haven't got time to write, stick your thumbprint on a friend's letter so we'll know you're all thinking of us, will you? This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. <laughs>